Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Need help getting your builder's registration? Call Master Builders Victoria today to discuss our member support program. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World. Dwayne's World for Brick Lane Brewing. Brick Lane, one love pale ale brewed by the award-winning team at Brick Lane Brewing. Got a few Brick Lane Brewing vouchers to give away as well before we head off air today at 3 o'clock. And for Master Builders Victoria, get expert legal support. Become a Master Builders Victoria member Today, uh, you can get expert OHS support if you become a Master Builders Victoria member today. Midnight Madness also thanks to Melbourne Roadside Rescue. It's been great to have so many of your calls and your texts so far today. But as mentioned, Archie Thompson has been good enough to join us. One of our all time greats. And this might be one of our all time great moments on Saturday night. It's going to be a huge audience watching it. Prime time, Saturday night. Uh, looking forward to watching it all unfold. And Archie Thompson has been part of our coverage for a while. SEN commentator and superstar joins me on the line. Welcome to you, Archie. Great to have you on. Thanks, brother. Looking forward to it, Saturday. Now, how big could this be? I presume, given it's prime time and everyone's kind of in World Cup mode, we've all got the fever, that this could be a massive TV audience and it could be a big moment for Australian soccer if we get it right and win some fans. 100%. I've got the lack of sleep fever, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, look, uh, it's a real opportunity for the Socceroos. I know there was a lot of maybe um, criticism to, uh, from that first match, in particular against France, which, uh, you know, I, I don't really agree with because you're playing against the best of the best in the world. And, uh, you know, we, we just shows, it just shows where we're at. And um, I thought that they gave it their all. We got a, a great goal at the start, gave us hope, faith, belief, everything that you can throw that represents that. And it gets squashed pretty quickly, but we we know that we can do that, and we've got an, a great chance against um, Tunisia on Saturday. And, and people got to remember, right? We've only won two World Cup games. We've been there. I think this is our fourth or fifth in a row. We've only won two World Cup games, so this is a real chance to make that three. So you think it's been a bit of an overreaction to a loss against the the champions, the title holders, France, as opposed to those that have said only winning two World Cup games in our Australian World Cup history kind of gives us the indication that things are a little broken. You think that we shouldn't have overreacted that strongly? Well, I'll be, I'll be honest. It's like um, we're playing that just shows maybe where we are at in terms of developing in football. And you've got to remember, too, look at the amount of money that's thrown in the football all across the world. We're, like, right near the bottom. And so when if you don't have any great foundation to be able to build something, it makes it really, really difficult. And we just got shown. I will say 
But it, this is probably one of the, the maybe less stronger teams that were sent over to a World Cup. Um, but in saying that too, there's not... The, I like, what I like about that is that there's not too many egos. Um, everyone's going to work as hard for each other. And we were, we, we were hoping for a result against France, but that was unlikely. Um, and the French were just too good. Like, they're one of the best in the world. And, and they proved it with Mbappe and Dembele and, and everyone, Griezmann. You look at that whole team, it's pretty amazing, and where they're playing. Um, so it's easy for everyone to sit back and go, oh, he should have done this, or he should have done that. Or oh, why didn't he do that? Substitute. Why didn't this player do that? Mate, I'm tired of it. The guys <laughs> did the best that they could, and it just shows you where we're at. Let's take on Tunisia with the door still open. So talk me through Saturday night. How did Tunisia play? How do we need to play to beat Tunisia? Uh, can you see us having a win? Oh, no. I'm, I, I just went for a rant. I, I don't see any chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, I'm joking. I'm joking. Look, uh, I, I, when people ask me that question, I always say that answer just to see what the reaction is. But <laughs> I, I actually believe that we've got a good chance. Um, like I said, we've just got to build. We've got the first game out of the way. We know where we're at. We've acclimatised to the World Cup and the conditions. Um, we know exactly what we need to do now. We've got to win. Uh, and, and so, and, and now it's just about what Arnie can do with the players that he has and, and to try to get them peak form when it, when it comes Saturday. And to, to, to feel confidence. It's really for a manager's role was we've got to get him to a World Cup and it's about keeping that level of confidence. And, uh, and for me, I see there's good camaraderie in the group. And I'll be completely honest too. That 2006 World Cup team, I tell you what, on, on against France, I, I reckon it was, still would have been a, a a a result like that because they were pretty phenomenal. So Tunisia played a high energy brand as well. They seemed to you know bring that energy for the whole of the game and believe in themselves. Whereas there was talk about our fitness level not mm. being quite up to it. How did you read all that? Well, mate, look, I'm I'm, I'm really just passionate at the moment, you know, because yep. I. I've, I, I want to be able to say, like, everyone just does the best that they can with what they have, right? So, um, okay, conditions might have played a factor, fitness, but when you're chasing shadows for 90-odd minutes, you come off the park and say, oh, I feel pretty fresh. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that because if you're defending most of that game and your level of concentration has to be at a certain level, fatigue's going to set in. I feel like it, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be different. This game, um, we're, we're definitely not up against the calibre of players as what the French are. But that's not saying that Tunisia won't be a pushover. And I, and I also will say again too, it's like we're playing against the best of the best in the world in their respective regions. So um, we sort of just scraped in. So in, instead of, I guess, pointing a finger, which every, I feel like, Aussie fan does when something goes wrong, um, let's just maybe throw a bit of support in it because, you know, I don't go into my accountant's office and say, mate, you're not punching the numbers right and start yelling at, you know, and yelling that aggression out in. I say, mate, um, thanks for getting me all that money back for the taxes. Where else can we improve? That's the sort of positivity I want to hear when it comes to the Socceroo. So there's still hope. Talking to one of our all-time greats, Archie Thompson, who's painting a pretty positive picture on Australian oh, mate, soccer right it. now. Uh, oh, I'm it. enjoying it. I'm enjoying it too, Archie. So, Graham Arnold copped a bit of criticism. Uh, should he have rung more changes? Or you think he's on the right track here, Graham Arnold, and he might be able to secure this job long term? 
Oh, well, look, I don't know what uh, Graham Arnold's plans are after the World Cup. And, but, you know, when you, when you look in and you see him still just trying to um, have that confidence in his team, it's great because uh, that's what they need. It, was, it would have been tough. As much as, OK, the fans in Australia were hurting, the players are hurting just as much because they're feeling like they've let themselves down, the, uh, the team down, the country and their families, which they go and play for. So I feel like um, it's about that, nursing that. And, uh, and so Graham Arnold, I, I don't know what the future holds for him, whether he wants to continue or he's happy just being at a World Cup and saying he's got us there and he's out. Um, that's, you know, that's great. Uh, but let's, let's just hope that he puts out the right team and, and I don't know what the right team is. I, I thought the team he put out there was pretty strong. Bruce Ditch is back fit. Um, he had to nurse him, I think, through that first game. He's one of our key players in, when it, in terms of creating. Uh, so there's, a, there's maybe a few players that he can chop and change with, but ideally it was just going to be putting a team out there that was going to be chasing shadows against the French. Now let's let's try and be more competitive against Tunisia and Australia. Let's get behind it. Like uh, that's all we can do. So you've painted a positive picture about our World Cup challenge, about Graham Arnold, and about our chances against Tunisia. Can I ask you about the A-League then? There's been a bit of talk about, and you obviously heard Mark Bosnich on the coverage on SBS talk about the gulf between Australia and some of the great countries of the world, and he's worried that the gulf is getting bigger. How do you see the gap between the A-League at the moment and some of the other great competitions of the world? Um, and, and let's... I, I think we've got to put in the context too. Um, I, I value uh, everyone's opinion when it comes to football and everyone has their idea about what should happen and what shouldn't and you know with that golf and gap a gap in golf of class uh, you can say but you look at other countries you look how much money they're putting into the infrastructure infrastructure what their youth development's like we're we're a third or fourth um, sport in Australia we're really um, when you look at it trying to compete with the best breadcrumbs. So yeah. you've got to put that in the context. And okay, yeah, there's a big golf, but we're, we're just trying to do the best that we can to compete with what little we have. So until we start going, okay, let's start funding it like we fund the AFL. Let's see like what we can do when we fund the NRL, uh, which, you know, is a, is, a, is a lot of money for just an Australian sport. And, and the game is just played in Australia. Let's start putting some money in... in where we can maybe improve, where we compete against other countries in a world game. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, a lot of this is coming from the heart and passion, and and uh, and I might have it completely wrong. But all I can know is I can say what comes from my heart, and that might be the case. So, should the government hand over a bit more than just breadcrumbs? Does it need more funding to grow it, Archie? Well, well, look, look at this, brother. We've got over two hundred thousand grassroots participants. At our, at our, in our code. And uh, we struggle to have grounds. Um, we struggle to have facilities. We can't fund enough uh, teams. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, there's no real dream or pathway for a play that comes through. Like, uh, and, and for us too, the, the pathways back then, okay, they say, oh, pathways are a lot better when we were back playing. It was still hard and it was still hard to find. So I, I, I don't know what it is. It, it's definitely... Uh, money, in in some sense, p- 
pays for a, a lot of foundations to have success. Um, so I don't know where you get the money from. Where do you get the money? Is it government? Because the government doesn't mind putting money into AFL or NRL. And uh, so, so can, can we maybe look get, at getting some when you see that grassroots participants close their other codes way out of the water? Like, they don't even compete. And we're still relying on what little breadcrumbs we get from that filters down. I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it too expensive for kids to play soccer in this country at local level, Archie? Well, and this is the thing, right? Like, uh, and, and, and this is a frustration. Okay, the fees are high. And I, I use AFL, uh, for instance. Yep. A lot of that money gets funded down to the, the, the youth um, players and youth developments. It's all their programs. So the costs don't cost anything. We don't have that money. We've got to try to get some money from somewhere that we don't like this pretend or imaginary uh, money well. And uh, unfortunately, it's, it's the parents or the local clubs that have to fund a lot of this. We don't get the big broadcast deals. We don't get all this. It's in, and unfortunately, when they say, oh, OK, uh, fees are high, well, how else are you going um, to play? We don't have that luxury, unfortunately. And, that, and I, I know that um, maybe in the past, some of those fees might have been paying for maybe um, senior teams in some MPL clubs. I, I believe that was the way that it used to run. I don't think it's like that now. And I think James Johnson of uh, Football um, Australia is trying to minimise a lot of those fees where, where it's great because we want people to play. But the thing is, you've still got 200,000 people wanting to play out of sport. And uh, you know what I mean? So yep. um, where, where do we start... Is it the government or someone start going, OK, well, yeah, let's start investing in um, one of the most played sports at grassroots level? It seems pretty right? Great to have you on, Archie. One quick one before you go. Who's your favourite to win the World Cup? Can you can you rank your top four in order? Have you got a top well, four or five for us? Uh, it's a tough question off the top, but what's your rankings? Well, mate, I've uh, fired a few great answers. I'm telling you now. Yeah, have you what? Uh, I know. I don't even know what I said. It was almost one of those... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that movie I'm thinking of? Uh, old school, when he gets up in debates and forgets everything yes. he says. Uh, <laughs> but but, but uh, I love France. I think they were unbelievable. I love uh, Brazil. They were phenomenal against a very good Serbian team. Man, there are some good teams. I I don't know, but I, I love Brazil. Always have. Archie, uh, there's a bit of reaction on the text machine. We're about to take some calls. Thanks for your Ooh. time. Always great to have oh, one I of the all-time greats. I love the fire, you know what I mean? <laughs> you've, you've lit more than one. Uh, there's wildfires everywhere off the back of it, and uh, I look forward to hearing you more on the SEN coverage and on this program. We'll talk soon. Thanks, brother. Cheers, mate. SEN star commentator Archie Thompson. And your call's next, one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 on the open line, brought to us by Werribee Kia.